0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads. Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping.
2: Welcome back to another episode of the Nina Kaza Show. She's fresh, she's rejuvenated and it is so great to be talking about the opening game and a massive win. Um, I think we're all feeling really, really positive and um, like you, I'm absolutely delighted with that result and joining me on this podcast, I have two excellent guests and maybe some awesome callers as well. So you know what, without further ado, let me introduce my guests. First up, I am delighted to be joined by a familiar voice. Um, you hear him on the AI podcast. It is Mr. Cam Brate. Welcome back.
3: Thanks for having us on today. Pleasure to be here.
2: I know. I'm glad that it's a win because, you know, hopefully we get you in some awesome, awesome spirit, you know, and uh, some positivity. So that's always good. We like we like a happy bunch here. Um, I'm all about the positivity. And joining Joining Cam on this podcast, it's, it's an honour to have him back on. I think he was on for my last game of uh, last season. So, you know what? It's only fitting that I bring back Mr. Andy Wales. Welcome back, who has some very exotic podcasting scenery going on, which he sort of discussed with me. Welcome back, Andy.
4: Guten <laughs> Abend. Yeah, live from Germany, from the spare room, surrounded by mattresses. And can I just point out <laughs> that Cam was almost as late as a James Milner tackle.
2: <laughs> he was, wasn't was he?
4: Right?
2: <laughs> and I was so early. It was I, I thought everyone here jilted me, but luckily we have loads of people joining us live on Discord and um that's incredible. But guys, before I kick off the show, I just want to do a really, really special announcement or special shout out to um a really really special boy. Um I'd just like to wish Lenny a very, very happy birthday. He's a brave little boy and um I just want him to know that we and everyone at Anfield Index are thinking of him and um, keep fighting, little soldier, and you will never walk alone. And um, I I dedicate this podcast to you and I hope you enjoyed that win and have a lovely birthday on Monday. Guys, um, let's talk about this game then. Um, first game back, Norwich. I think we all kind of look forward to this one. So, um there's plenty to talk about and um, I've got a caller that needs to run off and, um, of course, he, he has to stamp his feet and have a diva tantrum. So I better bring him on, otherwise um, I get fired. Um, uh, I'll make be making my exit quicker off AI than Arteta, possibly at Arsenal. Gags, come on. <laughs> I don't want to get fired.
5: Hey, <laughs> you know, positive start to the season. I've got to make an appearance, haven't I? So, yeah, it's... Uh... Welcome, nice back. Welcome back! Lynn. Welcome back, then Welcome back to to um, AI. Actually, it's been a, it's been like a break, hasn't it? It's been it's been a nice break for the summer. It
2: has been a nice break for summer for this what show, especially. I hear banging Sorry. and I
5: hear risking. The door, yeah, don't worry, the missus just came in and out, that's all, it's fine. Okay,
2: that's fine. That's why
5: I was trying to distract by saying whatever. Anyway. we yeah, were not
2: making any sense, I'm just going to put that
5: out there. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do when you're disturbed? They know that I'm talking and they're still walking and you're waving to get out. Anyway, oh, um, it's, um, it's, it's nice to be back and it's nice to have this Liverpool back as well. So my first... Mm kind of contribution this season is um, how how nice is it to you know see people back on the pitch how they're supposed to be so Virg obviously didn't have to get out of first gear today uh, lovely to see him back uh, Simikas started really well first 60 minutes you could tell he was knackered towards the end made some mistakes but the the you know the fitness will come the more he plays and then uh, obviously the front three the front four even really, really, so many positives, guys. Which I would love you to talk about, and and just how many people, you know, all of us really almost gave up on on uh, you know, money and Bobby money, uh, money especially, who today just was incredible as well. Just his hold at play, his touches, everything just seemed like the money of a year, year and year and a half ago, uh, pre pre um, pandemic, and just so good to see. So I would love to hear what you guys um think of all those things to start off.
2: Look okay. you know what? Gags indirectly directing how my show should go, what I should talk about. We see you gags, we see you gags kinda know. You made some really excellent points. And you know what? Let's kind of go there. Let's kinda of talk about the lineup and Cam, I'm gonna come to you first. Seeing Virgil van Dijk's name on that team sheet. I mean talk to me about, you know, the, the team lineup. I know there's been lots of meltdowns. I know you kind of avoid Twitter as as a rule. Um, But that team lineup, what did you make of it? I mean, I think there was a lot of question marks maybe around the midfield. So kind of talk to me about what, you know, just seeing the likes of Virgil van Dijk and, you know, of course, Trent and, you know, those kind of names.
3: Um, it was was a joy to see Virgil back on the pitch and complete 90 minutes for us Um, after the year he's had, uh, along with um, Joe Gomez, obviously, who played today um, and Matip as well. I mean don't forget my come back from a uh a, a quite long injury as well. So to have Virgil on the pitch, you know, our our leader on the pitch, it it was huge. Um you you can see the reassurance just brought to our, our defending straight away. Um so that was a massive plus. Um I think the lineup was pretty much what everyone had expected. I think the the surprise was Ox. Um, not too many expected to see Ox in there. A lot of people, were, me included, assumed that uh, Fabinho would start, but obviously, again, uh, not a huge pre season from him and uh, no match, so he's not up to full match, match fitness. So uh, I think the lineup was pretty much as we expected, and um, yeah, all around it was just a you know, a seven out of a ten performance that got us three goals and um, you know won us the game quite comfortably in the end. You know, uh, like I said, uh, we didn't really get out of second or third gear f- throughout the whole game. You know, Norwich started the game quite well. Um, probably first twenty minutes looked looked the better team. Um, to be fair, not that they created anything, but they just had the possession and they they controlled the ball quite well. But as the game wore on, we just yeah, uh, you know, our class showed and our quality showed and. Uh, uh thoroughly deserve three no win in the end.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Um Andy, what about yourself?
6: Uh, plenty of positives.
4: <laughs> it's I mean f- first and foremost, yeah, obviously great great to see Liverpool back on the pitch. Great to be uh, watching football that I actually, you know, really, really care about. And and it's also worth mentioning. I think you know it, it, it's great to see the fans back in the stadiums to hear away fans there. It, it just that you know if football's back, it that's that's how it should be. That's how it it should feel. The sound, it I don't know. It, it football's just not quite the same without the fans there. It it, it isn't the same atmosphere. It isn't the same game. I, I think the whole
2: well, that's a game, good the tempo, everything. Yeah. It. That's a really good point that you made because they were showing a lot of reruns of last season's games and obviously it was without the fans and I was like, this looks alien and it looks so strange and it feels really cold and not football-like at all and then I was like, hang on a minute, this is only last season.
4: Yeah, and I think the the tempo, everything, there's there's just a little bit of something missing from games and certain teams miss it more than others, certain players maybe need it more than others. Um, It's to have the fans there... To hear away fans, you know, singing Bobby's Bobby's song when he when he scored things like that, it's just it feels like we're watching our team again rather than we're watching this product, this cold kind of product that's being put out. So you know, so for for so many reasons, for for so many reasons, I should say, yeah, to see Virgil starting a game again, it's just it is it's a nice feeling to see so much of that, and yeah, there was you know. Couple of surprises there in the lineup, but I think much like I don't really watch preseason. I don't really get involved in it just because it is it is just fitness. It is about you know building fitness, building sharpness. The first you know few games of the season is pretty much the same. It's just like an extension of preseason. So I don't want to get too carried away, but yeah, there are some there are plenty of positives there. There are lots of things to enjoy. Great to see the players back on the pitch. Great to see Virgil back playing for, for Liverpool again, uh, and it's just nice to to be able to enjoy all of the all of those things with a positive performance and, and three points.
2: It is absolutely, and just some comments that have kind of been flying in. G's on tour says Matip was one of the best players on the pitch, kind of highlighting what Cam said there as well about you know his um his lengthy injury and Steve Pizza. Lovely to have Steve Pizza back as well. VVD still highlighting areas to improve already and someone types something and then i lose his message because this is live recording what a leader absolutely,
5: absolutely. <laughs> Nin, I, I just want to add on to what I, uh, andy said about the um, the fans i i actually got and i typed it in the discord chat when we were discussing the game live i actually got quite emotional actually listening to the the bobby song because it reminded me of the, the last time I was at Anfield for the Atletico mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, it was, we were, the the crowd, when, when he scored and we thought we were going to go through, obviously we didn't know Atletico would score two, two more and knock us out, right? So, but at that point, we thought we were going through. And I think it was the greatest ever rendition of Ciceno ever, right? And it was just... I mean, I never felt the bounce so much in the stadium after that goal. The happiness that just was incredible. And until we didn't concede, we sang that song. And so it just struck something with me as soon as, um, you know, they were singing it. And obviously, if he's banging them in this year and he gets those tap-ins and he keeps putting them in, you know what? Man, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere in every stadium that we've got because... Those songs are legendary and they drive the, the fan base and the, and the team on, I think. I think the the, the travelling cop today, like Andy said, were just tremendous. And, um, you know, the Olays and stuff, they were pissing on Norwich players so well towards the end of that game. It was just so, like, like you said, having the fans back meant the world. It just, and I can't wait to be at Anfield in a couple of weeks.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I I think Andy kind of touched there that certain teams and certain players, you know, respond so well to just having fans and, you know, playing up to that. And, um, you know, one of the players certainly that got the score sheet um, certainly thrives off that. And I'm sure he enjoyed his song just as much as you did, Gags, and we did. (laughs) You know? Guys, um, Gags wanted just kind of to kind of speak about you know certain players that look really good, and Andy, I'm going to come to you first. Now, I I think it's very obvious to speak about Mosla, but I'm going to go the other way and I want to sp- speak about Sadio Mane first. You know, last season he looked really tired, and you know I think there was a lot of and you know and you you know he looked a bit tired. He looked a bit off it maybe in some parts. season, I like you, I didn't watch it, but I've been watching a lot of um, people's commentary on 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 the games and things. When every time I've jumped onto Twitter. And they said he looked really sharp and this is like the Mane of old. And today he looked really threatening. He was aggressive. Um, You know, you kind of needed that. Yeah, he didn't score and people probably look at that. And I think the commentators were kind of alluding to that, certainly on, on Sky Sports. But he is sensational. And we are very, very lucky to have um so much depth of and um, quality in our front three. I love Sadio Mane.
4: Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> I I, I you know, I, I question anyone who doesn't love him um, for for what he's done, the the consistency level that he's attained over his time at Liverpool, everything, heart and soul on the pitch, um, and some, some breathtaking moments of skill in there as well over over the years. Uh, and yeah, it, it was it was heartbreaking really to watch him last season because it, you knew what he's capable of, you knew what he's shown on on such a regular basis that to see what what he was doing last season, you just knew this wasn't the Sadio Mane. This, this wasn't like the real Sadio Mane. And obviously then the concern becomes like, is that it? You know, has he, is he on the way down? Has he, has he passed his peak? Have we seen the best of him? Is this the Sadio Mane that we're going to get forever now? Uh, and the, there's obviously the longer it goes on, the more concern that, that that is the case. But I think there were some glimpses towards the very end of last season that you know, maybe he was just finding his his touch again, finding that confidence, finding himself. And and like you said, you know, like Gag said today, he looked really, really sharp, uh, and that is a real positive, a real positive. Uh, and yeah, and hopefully this this is just, you know, just just a taster of what we can expect for the rest of the season from him. That you know he is back to being himself, you know, being involved, being a lot, being so sort of electric so lively, so imaginative on the ball and, and unpredictable for opponents. that it, it just adds another dimension to our attack. And and I think the thing to add to that as well, though, is that today he had Shemikas with him rather than uh, Andy Robertson. Now, it, obviously, him and Robertson built up a partnership down that side. So there's an unfamiliarity to that partnership with him and Shimikas in in match situations. So to look as good as he did... And and I think as well in in terms of that helped Shimikas because Marne was so lively and, and he was so sharp that Shimmickass was was also you know feeding off that on that side of the pitch and them two together it, it worked really well obviously you know uh, as as Gebs alluded to as well Shimmickass did have his moments in the first half as well as late on when he got tired but them two together I think that gives us it gives us a hope that however long Robo's out, that we can get through that. And hopefully as well, you know, it's that sort of, um, that, that boost for Robertson as well, that when he comes back, he doesn't have to dive straight in there, but he also has that little added incentive that he's got to get back and he's got to get back to his best. And, and again, for Liverpool, that's great. And for Sadio Mane... It's whoever plays left back. You know the Sadio Mani that we got used to was important to that left back as well. Not just for his work going forward, but that work that he would do for the team coming back yes. over. Yeah. Uh, and and he he was such a vital member of the team. So it was it was heartbreaking to see the the version of Sadio Mani that we saw last season. But it was um, certainly certainly um, heartening to see what we what we did today because he certainly uh, he, he looks so sharp that. Um, there's a there's a great reason for um, for hope that that he is back and that we uh, we've we've got our real Sadio back.
2: Absolutely, and you know me, I like to just like dress everything up and gas everything up, and you know what, the first um uh, the. Was it the first No, the second goal. The was it the Bobby Firmino goal where it was um the Sadio Mane's shot that was kind of scuffed um not scuffed and um, somebody cleared it and it went to um Martial and then Bobby Firmino scored. I'm going to count that as all three players were involved in that goal. I do not care because I am that person. And Cam, I'm going to come to you. I mean, I think Andy's made some really good points there. You know, Timmy was on the left with him there, and I actually really enjoyed Timmy Casas. Um, um you know attacking sort of play I thought he was very creative and you know I think Gags was spot on as well towards the end he looked a little tired, but we need to remember he hardly featured for, he didn't feature for his last season let's be honest so he's a player that's sort of finding his rhythm he's sort of finding his groove he apparently he's one that looked very good pre-season as well so I'd love to hear your thoughts of so us on the left-hand side of things And also it's a question from Steve Pizza as well, because um he says um Jimmy was great going forward. Oh look at me just reading this now. Are uh, the panel worried that he's defending which um uh, which faded in the second half? Uh Cam, go on then. Cam with us.
5: We seem to have lost him. Having his name so long doesn't doesn't help, so we can see what's going it on really
2: with his really It doesn't happen. Cam him <laughs> just care. Okay. not gags. <laughs>
5: um, yeah, I don't think it's a worry. Um, uh, whilst Cam sorts his mic out yeah. and comes back, uh, I don't. I don't think it's a worry. No, I think um, we have to expect that other players will be slower as well. I think. I think also. Um, the um, the movement of Milner into into central spaces and and stopping you know not, it wasn't as supportive down the down the left hand side toward the end of the game I, d- I didn't understand that either Fab was on the pitch Milner what are you doing why are you going so why are you becoming so central and uh, that didn't help um, Costas at all so he was he was tired already and then he was <laughs> he was kind of hung out to dry so yeah um, it, I I don't think it's going to be a problem. But, um, yeah, today, you could tell he was he was tired.
2: Yeah, he did look really tired towards the end. I like the fact that I was kind of taking a mick out of Cam here. Yeah, Cam can hear us, but we can't hear Cam. So, some technical issues on the first pod. Start as you mean to go on, people. Start as you mean to go on. And, you know, um, Adam there kind of saying Cam's in pre-season form. So, we're all just taking a piss out of Cam. Normal service resumed. Gags had to step in. Clean up, clean up the mess whilst we kind of wait. You know what? Let's bring Del in, our next caller. Del, are you there?
0: Hey Nina, Hayden, right?
2: Really good, thank you. It's great to hear from you, Del. I yeah, hope you're long,
0: well. Yeah, long time, long time. Yeah, I've not heard your voice in a long, long time.
2: Yeah. To the to count it a blessing. Vocal rest! No, no, he,
0: he, he, you know what, yeah, so it got to a point where I was looking at, you know, the uh, pod that Dave and Carl Matchett was doing on you and mm. thinking, hang on, is Nina going to be on there or not? Ah, uh, oh, so it's, yeah. so it's, so it's quite strange seeing Dave and Carl on it and not you. I'm like okay, but yeah, uh, they were just
2: better podcasters, and they were talking about the Euros. They just made more sense, and they kind of kept it alive. And they did an excellent job as well, by the way. Shout so, out. Uh, you uh, yeah.
0: So so it's basically um I just wanted to quickly to, to, uh to say about um Gene Abiko. <laughs> Uh, he played absolutely brilliant today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know. Hopefully, he has a really, really strong season as well. Uh, a fit nabby will be a, a worthy nabby. and you know, if we can have him, your top form of his game, yeah, the boys gonna rip up the league. Uh, yeah, I can see it. So, so hopefully, um, he's fit and in the whole season, and. It'll be perfect to take him off after 60 70 minutes as I like today mm. and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, with Mo Salah, um, you're scoring two assists. He's, yeah, you mark my words, he's going to be on another 45 50 goals and assist season to season.
2: I think I saw somewhere, and I don't know if Gags will be able to confirm this because Gags is the stat man, that Mo Salah now has scored on. Every opening game of the season for five years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's, that's yeah,
0: it,
5: yeah. Mental. Yeah, he's he's just he's just a phenomenon, and he at the end of the day, we there's no doubt.
2: No, absolutely right. You know what? You've made some really good points, there, Del, and I am going to go over to Andy, and we're going to discuss some of these. So, thank you so much. I want to be
0: off now. I want to be off now. Okay, but uh, enjoy the pod, everyone, and to hear from you guys as soon as well.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much Next for text. calling in Dell. Really appreciate it. Bye. That was a familiar voice, Dell, and made some really good points. And I am going go I'm gonna go to Andy now because um I think Cam is um lost somewhere. I think Gags has locked him up in the dungeon. Andy let's talk about navigator He's one that really kind of divides um the fan base and I don't think it's got anything to do with his skill or his ability or the genuine talent and class that he is I think people just don't want to rely on him or don't want to put all their eggs in that basket it's because of his unfortunate unfortunate injury record now today he really impressed me because that midfield I was kind of scratching my head a little bit at it but that you know that was one name that I was actually quite excited to see because I was like oh this is going to be good you know there's going to be a lot of dribbling lots of them um, uh, lots of them um, uh adventurous play shall we say and it wasn't just the adventurous play I mean he was actually really really decent in a defensive sense as well I mean I remember in the first half at one point Um, I think um, you know you have to give credit to Norwich for you know some of some of the football that they played in terms of you know trying to come at us I know they didn't create anything but you know they came at us from our left hand side I think they maybe kind of identified that as a weakness and uh, Chimikas was a little bit out of position and Naby Keita was there to kind of put the player off, kind of press him in a way to make him play a backwards pass. And those are the kind of things that people kind of don't really pay attention to or those things kind of go unnoticed. But he was doing a lot of those kind of, that kind of play today as well.
4: I think, to be honest, I think it's something that's been a regular feature of his game. Mm. Um, And it's, (sighs) for anyone to question the quality of Nabi Keita, I question what they've been watching. Because it's easy to say, oh, he's been a flop. Because expectation versus output is, you know, the, there's no denying it. It hasn't worked out quite the way we'd hoped. But that's purely because he's not featured on the pitch as often as we'd like. And I, my concern was, you know, second half of last season that Klopp just didn't trust Naby anymore. That was <clears throat> that was my biggest concern with Nabby. There was a Klopp lost game. his faith. Yeah, I I just thought like he lost his faith in him, yeah. and that that was for me that was a concern because that that would mean that the writing would be on the wall for Naby at Liverpool if Klopp didn't have the faith in him that he used to. Obviously, he desperately wanted him at the club, you know. The so the the injuries have been unfortunate at times. They've been completely out of his and our control in terms of you know when he's been on international duty, but you know for our for all there are genuine concerns of his durability. For me, there is absolutely no question at all over his quality, and he has had an influence in games when he's been playing for us on a regular basis. More often than not, you know, he makes a positive difference to the team, whether that's on the ball or off the ball. Uh, and I know Gags and the um, the under pressure guys will hammer this point home that his pressing is is amongst the best in the squad. He, he, you know, he's a monster in that in that sense of it. His intelligence is something as well for me that I think, you know, it, it's it's like the the next part of Curtis Jones' game that's really missing that I I thought was quite evident last season is that how quickly navigator his mind how quickly his how quickly his mind works. The ball comes to him and it's already moving on. He already knows what he's going to do with it, yeah. whether that's a turn, a dribble, a carry. Whether it's to move the ball on, it's so it it's just instantaneous. And I think for for Curtis Jones, it's just that's just the next step in his career. Which is you know it, it's an automatic, it, it's a, an understandable thing given his age that he's going to make these progressions. But I think it's such a positive note to be to be looking at Naby that is how quick whatever he's going to do, how quickly he does it, uh, and that is that thing. He's such, such a good player, such a good player. And it's such a shame. It is an absolute crying shame that he's not been able to be available for... Say he had the availability that Ginny had. We would be talking about a sensational player who would be expected to start every single game for Liverpool. And that is the real shame. So his quality for me, never, ever in question. And... And today, yeah, I thought he had he had a good game. I'd heard that he's been very sharp throughout pre-season, his first full pre-season for Liverpool. So maybe that's an important factor to take in as well. So hopefully he does stay fit and hopefully he can play a large number of games because with Ginny gone, we need other options in that that midfield. You know, we need other selection availabilities because you look through who we've got senior players for the midfield positions, we've got seven of them and all of them have issues with injuries, whether that's just, you know, missing maybe 10 games a season to missing more and more games. We do have injuries throughout our midfield. So to ha- if we can get him there, if we can get him on the pitch, you know, for 70% of the season, we've got an incredible player there. Uh, and, and, yeah, there was more glimpses of that today, but I think today was just was just a taster of of what uh, Nabi offers to the team, and and like you mentioned, you know, he's off the ball stuff just as good as he's on the ball stuff, but it's probably not talked about often enough. So get Fab in there, Tiago Henderson alongside him. I think we'll we'll see a lot more from Navigator.
2: Absolutely. And I think, you know, managing his minutes is going to be absolutely crucial. Guys, th- um, thank you for sticking around on this podcast. We're just going to take a little break because I'm sending a search party out to go and find Cambridge. I might have some snacks as well. We'll be back in a second. Just um, enjoy this ad.
1: Enjoying this podcast? Then why not supercharge your support for the Reds with Anfield Index Pro? With around 30 premium podcasts every month, AI Pro offers the very best reviews, reaction and debate on all things LFC. From the acclaimed statistics and deep dive analytics found in our Under Pressure podcast to the transfer links, scouting reports and fast live reaction shows we record after every match AI Pro is home to our very best content with regular appearances by Reds legends like Jan Molby and Sir Kenny Dalgleish plus insight from journalists, sports scientists, coaches and psychologists We'll help bring you closer to the club you love There's never been a better time to take AI Pro for a test drive Available on all popular podcast platforms, with free apps for iOS and Android. You can try it absolutely free with no strings attached. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com to start your 7-day free trial now.
2: And welcome back guys, and I think we have Cam brain again.
3: Hi yeah, I'm here, sorry.
5: He purposely he purposely delayed as well. Fuck's sake.
3: No, the no, the, the microphone was listening. on mute. I this silly microphone has a mute button, how Silly is that? Don't press the mute button on the mic, press I, I, it on I, Discord, dumbass. I didn't touch it. It just it goes okay. onto mute automatically.
2: Right, you know, I'll should we have some of cam. Cam? you know whilst we've got Cam on, should we have some of his insight? Cam, talk to me about navigator because Del was really, really impressed with him, and I think that the, the whole de- divisive thing is obviously his injuries and things. But how do you think he got on today? Because he was one of my my positives in that midfield today.
3: Yeah, I think um, what Andy was saying about it's all a question of managing his minutes. Um, he was right. Uh, come the end of last season, um, it did feel as if uh, Klopp had decided. That was it, no more Naby after taking him off in the 42nd minute against Real Madrid. Um, So for him to come back through pre-season, play pretty much every pre-season game, show his quality, start today. um, Saying that, he starts pretty much every uh, season. Um, And hopefully now the club have got to the root cause of all the little niggling injuries that he's had. Um, he's going to be a crucial player for us because right now we haven't replaced Ginny and Ginny was huge minutes in our team and as Andy was saying all of our midfielders have injury concerns surrounding them of some kind so to get we can get 3,000 minutes out of Navi this season 3,500 minutes We're, we've got a player and a half on our hands you know what I mean Gag sold Naby to me. You know the season, the summer we were chasing after him. Like, you know, this guy, he's got everything. He's gonna, you know, he can beat anything he wants, and um, you can see that in the qualities he's had. Even today, he he was never rushed. He always looks like he's got time, and a player that seems to create time and space for themselves is a player. But saying that Norwich, you know, didn't really. Push that hard and press that hard, but even when they did, he he he's never flustered. he's, he's got great ball control. Um, his his off the ball work is phenomenal. And uh, again, like Andy said, that people just don't notice this, you know. Um, his he he doesn't dive into a tackle. He just poaches the ball. He pinches the ball. He'll just toe poke it away, and he'll come away with it. And it's a great skill. It's an underrated skill because. By winning the ball in that manner, you're, you're on your feet. You, you can move away quicker. You can create quicker. And once the whole team and and Naby as well get up to full match speed, full Premier League speed, we've we've got a player. That's all I'm going to say. We've got a player and a half there. So Premier League, watch out if we've got a, a fit Naby for Kota for the most of the season.
2: Watch this space, right, we've got another caller with us, I love this, this is a very very healthy squad on the Nina Kaza show today, we should have on G's on toast, Nick Turner, I know his name.
7: Hi, hi Nina, how's it going?
2: All good here my friend, how are you?
7: Yeah good, good, it's good to get the season back up and running, all the fans to be back in the stadium, it's just fantastic.
2: Absolutely. Go on then, hit us with some of your points because um,
7: uh, your, yeah. you're always good for it. Yeah, so I just want to talk, I know you touched on him a little bit already, but I wanted to talk about um, Before, um I thought he did really, really well. Uh, he was restricted last season due to injuries and due to COVID and maybe just due to the fact it takes, you know, some players under Klopp, some months to get up to speed to his system. But I thought he did really well. He, he got up and down that left wing and did a great job. Uh, he's not Andy Robertson, but he did a good job of covering that position. And hopefully hopefully we'll be OK there until Robert comes back. Um, there, there was a couple of moments, like one where he got he got sat down towards the end of the first half by, I think it was Rashika, who sort of spun him and then put him in a cross. Um, and there was quite a funny moment in the second half when he had the ball on the edge of the box.
2: Yeah,
7: a Norwich player took it off him. I think he wasn't quite awake at the time. Then it was funny because Milner came over and gave him a good slap in the face, which is pretty funny on the replay. Um, but you know, I thought he did really well, and he even had a good chance to score late on when the cross came into him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, his low shot caused a good stop by Tim Krul. So, yeah, I thought he did really well, and uh, I think we don't have to worry too much about left back until Robertson calls back.
2: Absolutely. I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. And Emma, um, Nick, whilst I have you on, of course, we talked about Jimmy you know, Castle. I can't really go to my panel. So I'll just come to you with an, a real, real quick point. Um, with regards to this season, I, you know, you were excited about having the fans back. But for me, one of the things that I'm really excited about, and maybe it's I breathe a sigh of relief, is the fact that you know, the the football season started when it's meant to start and hopefully we won't have, like, um, an overhaul of fixtures, which means that hopefully our players will be in a more healthier position
1: mm. in terms
2: of, you know, the injury things. And I think that is something that maybe a lot of people are really overlooking, but I'm really looking forward to the fact that, you know, players will have a little bit of, um you know, respite.
7: Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. I think that makes a lot of sense. The only thing I would say about that is that I, in anyway, the we've got the World Cup coming up next year and then how mm. you, it's just right now we're going to be fine, but maybe coming into next year it's all going to be compressed again to account yeah. for that, but, um, but yeah, getting people yeah. the best they need, that's the key thing.
2: Absolutely, yeah, that that kind of gives me a lot of hope as well in terms of players like Kato and you know keeping them fit as well. Well, um, Nick, thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, cheers thank you right so that was G's on toast I mean guys uh, before I go to our next caller I, um, uh, that's a I mean I breathe a sigh of relief at that the fact that we 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 will we will god put my teeth back in like I'm late, we will have a somewhat normal kind of season in terms of fixtures I mean to me that is just music to my ears because last season was tough Cam
3: Yes, uh, last season was was a tough season. Um, and I just want to say uh, quickly before I go on to my points, cheese on toast. I've always thought that was cheese on toast. I know,
2: his, his name is, I'm not even going to lie.
3: <laughs> and, uh, and I just want to put it out to the listeners, uh, it's not cheese on toast, it's g's on toast, which is J W E Z O N T O R S T. So if you were hearing cheese on toast like I have been all the time, no. It's not, it's cheese on toast, which I have no idea what that
5: the means. Goes,
2: it just means man, cheese on
3: toast, man.
5: Yeah. Dude, it's cheese
7: on toast, it's just a soup. Cheese
2: and... oh. oh on my toast? God,
7: Cam,
5: you know
3: what? Oh, I'm I'm
2: ready. Ready? He made me second guess me there. I thought I was really, really stupid.
3: <laughs> I'm reading it on the screen and it says cheese on toast, and I'm like, cheese on it's toast?
2: This is why Cam Branch is my friend. Always have one friend in your circle that makes you look smarter. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Cam? That fucking cheese on toast. Change it to with pineapple, please.
2: Fuck this <laughs> yeah. guy up. Uh, what uh, the uh,
3: hell? Well, the, the pineapple uh, puns are all coming in now, aren't they, loop, like, Yeah, yeah, they, they, Yeah, Steve Bruce has of...
2: gone two footed on you like Virgil van Dijk. You know yeah. what? You you just breathe, and that is it. <laughs> um, <laughs> go, on, go to your points Cam uh,
3: <laughs> what was the question
2: <laughs> just about the, the the whole fact that we, we will have a bit a bit more relaxed fixture list this season, this um,
3: season. well you say that you've forgotten the African Nation Cup um, in January so that's uh, I think it's Three only two, two league games that potentially the African players are going to miss but it's possibly been away for four or five weeks six weeks um so that could have an impact on us um you know if we lose mo kaita sadio that's potentially three huge players we're going to lose and then you you know who's going to replace those players in those games um so that's a a little bit concerning the world cup is not till november is that right i don't think the player in playing in the summer because of the the heat in Qatar. So that's, yeah. so that's actually the following season that's going to be a concern. So um, not, so it is just the African Cup of Nations that's going to throw a little spanner in the work for us, as, especially if um, we, we know how crucial Sadio and Mo are to us and uh, we're yeah. hoping that Nabi will be the same. So it's just one of those things, you, you know, you, you've got to play the games as they come, play with the players that you have available Let's just enjoy what we got coming because um, I'm actually genuinely excited for this for the whole season. I really am. I just think we people worried about. I know people worried about signings and you know we need this, we need that. But if think about it, let's write off last season. Yeah, because of what happened, we had a great we had a great we were great up until Christmas. Then it went. To pop oh. when, we, when we lost 6 games at home on the trot and then we finished the season with 8 wins out of 10 now just think of this we've, we've added in theory 3, three players Canate, Tiago, and Jota forget last season we've added 3 players we've not even spoken about Tiago coming back into that midfield with Nabi and Fabinho wait till that kicks off Jota finding his feet, getting his fitness up, working away from the team. If you've seen his Instagram videos, because he knows he's not, you know, as Gag said in the in the pre-chat um, at four thirty before before the game, um, you know, you know, you can see from his IG videos what he's been doing. He's been working hard. He, you know, away from the club. That that's that's fantastic. That's that's commitment. He's only going to get better again. So it, it's, we've got a great season to look forward to. Our squad depth doesn't actually look as bad as we think it is because, yes, we want we want to sign another forward, we want to sign another midfielder, and rightly so. We should be looking to make these signings, but it all depends on, obviously, if we can get a couple of players out. You can't just sign players just for the sake of it. That's not, it's not the way it works. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of positives to look forward to, I think.
2: Andy, what about you? Any thoughts on you know the Afcon and you know the the fixture lists and and stuff? And I'd like to get your thoughts, and then we'll move on to our next caller, who I believe is a new caller. so I'm dead excited.
4: Well, obviously, it all depends on whether Mbappe signs on, um, you know, transfer deadline day, or whether he comes to us on the first of January.
2: I love it! It's the hope that you keep. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Him and Haaland, I mean, how do we squeeze them both into the team next season? I mean, that's that is the real question here, isn't it? It's, uh, uh, it is. It look the, without a doubt that the, the Afghan it, it's a concern, and and it's. I, I know obviously the climate situation. Uh, it, it makes it more difficult, but I, I I do question why they they put it halfway through the European season because it does. Uh, it, it does hurt some of the players that are going to be involved in it because you know there's so many great African players who are now, you know, the major European clubs mm-hmm. and, and and emerging players and and I I do wonder whether some clubs are put off and thinking you know what do I get that player who's going to maybe be taken away from me mid season for you know maybe six weeks or should I just opt for the European player because I know that they'll be available so uh, you know I, I do question the. Uh, the 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 logic in in it at times, but
3: it's um it's a heat it's the heat issue. I, I, it, in yeah, the I, I
4: know. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's uh, the same I, reason I'm...
3: they can't have the World Cup in the summer because of Qatar heat. Yeah, yeah. So um, you would you rather? It, it is a tough one, but you, yeah, you, I know, if you want the best players, you've got to sign the best players. If those players mm. are going to improve it's you, such
2: a conundrum, right? Because yeah. Africa produces like like literally producing world class players, and these players have so much honour in representing their nation, which you completely get. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. what do you do? (laughs) It's the first thing
3: those players think of, though, isn't it? When they're growing (laughs) up in Africa, they're not (laughs) thinking, I want to go and play for Real Madrid or Barcelona or Liverpool or Man United.
4: They want to play for their
3: their countries, don't they? Yeah, Yeah,
4: it's it's a tough one. It must be a tough one for some of these players. Obviously, like you say, look, it's a huge honour for them to be playing for their teams and they want to win that AFCON. Yeah. That that you know takes them away from their club for six weeks at a crucial point in the season as well, you know, because you're getting into the the knockout stages of the Champions League and there's some phenomenal players as well. You might, it must be kind of frustrating for them thinking, but I want to be involved in that as well at the same time. So it's but obviously yeah. It, the reality, it's not actually, Andy,
3: Andy. It's, it's in January, isn't it? So it's the FA Cup games. It's
4: sort of January, I thought. I it, think I it's January.
3: It yeah, February, I think it's right. January. Uh, and I think it's six up to six weeks. So uh, they're yeah. back in time for the February Champions League games if we qualify yeah. for them out of the group <laughs> stage. <laughs> my mistake,
4: then. But yeah. they are missing out on the I, third, I, third round of the FA, FA Cup. are We take it so seriously. <laughs> that, is the, that is the thing that matters to every single player around the world. It matters more than anything. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you listen to this party, you know we're taking the absolute mic here. We do not give a damn about the FA Cup. I've, I've always said it. But yeah, Andy, Andy, you're absolute spot on. You know what? We've got a brand new caller and I'm not going to keep him waiting any longer. I'm actually quite excited because it's always great to have new recruitments on, on the Nina Carlser show and it is Irish Red 11. Um, welcome to the show. Can you just unmute yourself?
6: Hello. Hello.
2: Hi. Hi. You okay? Hello. How are things? We're all good, thank you. Hope you're well.
6: Yeah, not too bad. Um, just like to start off saying well done to Gag's daughter on her great results again.
2: Absolutely, yeah. yes. Shout out to Gia and all the superstar kids. Uh, Andy's kid, uh, I think Cy Brundish kid as well. You know, they've all got yeah, some amazing results. Superstars.
6: Yes, fantastic. Um, I'd just like to agree with some of the comments that were there. I, th- I thought Joel Matip was fantastic today. Mm. Um, thought he had a fabulous game. Uh, Virgil done done well. Uh, Simicast done well. And uh, he'll be looking forward to not getting any more slaps off Millie either.
2: <laughs> they must weigh a ton, you know, iron hands.
6: Yeah, great. It was a, you know, the right, the right, the right reaction by Millie, I think, because he lost his concentration. So wake him up. Um, and uh, I would just like to, to comment as well on on Naby. I thought uh, his game management today was excellent. He's not um, running around as much, maybe, and he's just managing his his short bursts, much better. Hello?
2: Yeah, no, we're still here. We, yeah.
6: yeah um, okay. I, um, I just, yeah, I just thought he was managing his short bursts, yeah. um, much better. And, uh, his game management will improve, hopefully. Uh, I think it's uh, down to the coaching and his, his own ability to learn, I think.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, you, you've hit the nail on the head in terms of game management and, and how he gets on. And, um, I think you, you're you're in the camp as well, where you really do rate him as a player, and you think he's got phenomenal talent. But the and you, when you see the greatness of Nabi Kata, he gets strung by a really really bad injury, and that kind of like sort of um, it pushes him back, and there's a regression in terms of him kind of finding his feet and his form and his fitness again. But last season, I kind of noticed at the beginning of the season, all the games that we won and where we looked really comfortable, like the Crystal Palace game, it was Nabi who was playing. Like there was a trend. There was a yeah. trend when we played so well, Nabi Kata was in that team.
6: Look! Look at the, the the game where we we got the we got the trophy last year. Mm. He, he picked up the ball for that first goal. He drove on past people. That's what you love to see. It's so frustrating seeing him getting injured time after time. Mm. He's like he's a fantastic player, and mm. nobody seems to rate him. He just has such a drive, and and, and a, he has everything in his game. It's just it's so tough to see him getting injured all the time. But hopefully, he won't. now. full preseason. Hopefully, yeah
2: absolutely and i think once he gets that, i think he proves a lot of doubt is wrong and i was hearing like and i'm sure you guys watched it on sky sports i don't know what and you know jamie ran saying well he's not really proved himself and you know you sat there, like, kind of getting really angry but you're just kind of thinking well it's jamie rednapp so you know what should i even really be angry at, at his at his opinions <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything but um i mean we don't know your name irish red so i'm just gonna call you irish red um no, my, my,
6: name, my name is nigel
2: Nigel, well, Nigel, it's great to have you on. Before you go, can you type in your Twitter handle if you're on Twitter? Because what we do is we add um, the tweets and we, we like to have Twitter handles. So if you're on Twitter, if you could just drop your Twitter handle in the chat box, that would be awesome.
6: Yep, yep sure. I'll do that. Yeah, and
2: because, uh, w- w- you know, you're a new caller, Nigel, uh, predictions for this season. Go on. How, how are we going to finish?
6: I think we'll do okay. Um, I I, I think... Competing with City is tough because of all that money. Mm. But I think with, with the way our squad is togetherness and stuff like that, if we can, like, avoid... You've seen some of the decisions today. I mean, Cantwell could have been sent off for that. Mm. If he if he's playing against Manchester City, if he's playing against any of the Manchester teams, if he's... Uh, our spores, he gets a raid. There's got to be something done about some of the decisions that have been made by referees against certain teams. Now, the lower teams will get worse ones than we will, but we got some horrendous stuff last year. Look at Bobby's offside goal against Aston Villa. The time we beat them, the, 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 the 2-1, the late goal with Mane. Bobby got a perfectly good goal that was not offside. I think he said his armpit was offside. We keep getting these decisions. Um, I, I just think we suffer more than anybody, well, not more than anybody, the lower teams will suffer a bit more maybe, but I just think that that, that, uh, if we we can get a few decisions going our way, I think we can really do well. Uh, At least second, I think, uh, because we'll have Mo doing what Mo does. We'll have Sadio back to his best. We'll have Bobby back to his best. We'll have Jota. And we'll have our midfield. We'll have Thiago full pre-season, or at least fit. Um, I I just think with with Virgil and with Joel Matip and Conate we like City will be massive favourites but I don't think we have anything to fear go out and play game by game same as we did when we won it and just build 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 all the time
2: Absolutely well Nigel thank you so much for calling No problem Thank you enjoy your weekend
6: You too I, I will now we won.
2: Yes yeah you can breathe now, yeah thanks Nigel and it was a great to...
6: first call yeah.
2: it was a great absolutely yeah um drop 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 in your twitter handle you know it'll it'll be great for us to get it on 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 the tweet, you know what sure. um Cheers, cheers Nigel Right guys, I think Nigel made some good points And you know what, let's kind of talk about those goals really quickly And Andy, I'm going to come to you, talk to me about the Jota goal Because I thought we played really well I thought we, we were creating a lot of chances And then, you know, Di- Diogo Jota to get that goal And again, he was a player that really kind of impressed me last season He was one of the shining bright sparks of last season Before he got injured And then obviously Mo kind of took it to a whole new level But great to see him scoring Very, another player that is Absolutely crucial that we keep fit, considering the AFCON as well. You know, you know, we want him, we need him. So uh, th- talk to me about that, just seeing him score again, because um, I think he he looks, he looked like he settled in from the get-go.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, very, very, very briefly, just what was mentioned, and something you mentioned there as well, is, and I'm so glad I don't, I don't watch via Sky UK anymore, and and I do wonder whether oh, the, the influence the influence of Sky UK is these hmm. narratives, particularly on overseas players. And this thing on Nabi Kata is it forms, it does influence opinions that awesome. people have on the game and overseas players and the way that certain players are looked upon doing certain things compared to overseas players. But that's a whole other thing. But there's something in there in terms of, like you mentioned, like Nabi Kata looked so good, looked very, very aggressive. It's a shame for me that Nabi went off and Milner stayed on because Naby saw so adept at playing in the two-man midfield. I would have liked seeing Naby and Fabinho together as a two-man midfield just to see how that operated when we had Javi Harvey, uh, Harvey Elliott come on the pitch as well. So that aggressiveness of, of Naby's game off the ball is really, really good and something we really appreciate. And, and I think that is also something in there in Jota's game, on and off the ball, his aggressiveness. He just suits our team so well, you know he chases play, he chases opponents down much in the way that but you know Bobby does, and we love to see Bobby doing it, and it's you you know you we're just not giving opponents a minute's piece, you're all over them, he's looking for the ball, he's trying to win it high up in the pitch, so we can turn it over, we can get into good positions, and he looks so sharp today. I was really, really pleased to to see him looking so sharp. And how quickly he was onto that loose ball, like you said for his goal, he took it really well. Uh, and uh, obviously, Moore didn't know anything about it in terms of an assist, but who cares? It's an assist. It's a yet another goal involvement for him, and I'm sure we'll get to talk about him having three goal involvements today to add to his already huge collection. But yeah, Jota looked really sharp. He looked really into it. He looked looked on it. Got his goal. Really influential in the play, and and he was he was important while we had him available last season. And when he went in, out injured, we really really missed him. Missed having that option on the pitch because when others were out of form or were injured, you know we we didn't have that that availability to mix our team round and do anything with it. So yeah, Jota was another player, yet another player that we missed through injury last season. So. Uh, yeah, I was I was pleased with him today and really, really pleased if he's available going forward because I, I do feel he's going to be important to us this season.
2: Yeah, he really will be. And uh, again, he's gelled in so well and um, I'm actually quite excited to see. I hope we can get something out of Minamino as well. I think that's going to be very important as well. You know, we're speaking about depth. He's one player that I feel like maybe, you know, maybe Klopp gave up on a little too soon. But obviously he had his like little... Lawn Spell as well. He's one player that I really want to see included. I I hope he gets minutes and I hope he gets involved. And it was really good to see Elliot on the pitch as well. By the way, it's good to see a youngster, and again, you know, but, um, uh, let him grow in confidence in that kind of game. Um I'm going to come to you, Jota, and then we'll speak about Mo Salah.
3: Yeah, it was a ultimately it was a very very lucky goal. Um, the it, you could you could say it was a, a world class flick from Mo, or it was a pure luck. But then it was a scuff shot keeper, went under the keeper's leg. In the end, you know, because the keeper dived in, he uh, uh, literally he dived and anticipating the ball was going to go to his right, and it went under his foot leg. So uh, it was a lucky goal. But he, he uh, up until that point, he'd he'd been pretty anonymous at Jofter. Um He'd had very few touches of the ball. He hadn't had much impact on the game at all. Um, and there was a couple of times, he, he doesn't, I don't think he looks too comfortable as a nine in the middle. Um, he he wants to be out wide and he wants to be cutting in and using his, his pace and his trickery.
2: That's very more on the left.
3: Yeah, and I think, you know, that's where he, I think he prefers to play. Um, once the goal had gone in, then I think he grew more into the game and he was more involved. Um and I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you, I was a I was a tad surprised he was taken off. because um, I thought at that point he was he was doing well. Um but hey, what do I know because then, you know, the next guy who came on put the ball in the back of the net, didn't he? So um Um I, wh- with uh with Naby, I was just gonna say quickly, um I was glad he was subbed. We're 3 0 up and this is what we were talking about. Managing his his minutes on the pitch, we don't need him to be exerting himself in the last ten fifteen minutes if if we're in a comfortable position and um, uh, getting a, a soft tissue injury of some kind because he he's trying to do something that he shouldn't he doesn't need to do ultimately. So I was glad it, um, that you know uh, Naby was taken off. He was probably one of the reasons, as has been mentioned that uh, in the chat there is. Um, they left um Milner on, <coughs> excuse me. Um to help protect um uh, a little bit as well. Because obviously he, he can provide better cover uh having played a season at left back anyway. So um that's possibly why uh Nabi was taken off rather than Milner as well.
2: I'll stick to you now. Talk to me about Bobby Firmino because he kinda of mentioned the guy that came on he scored as well and um Again, another player that kind of really underperformed last season and kind of um underperformed the season that we kind of won the league as well towards the end. He started dying, that, uh, dying off a little, um, and I think, you know, certainly through the COVID era. But it was great to hear his song. And uh, I think he absolutely loved just getting in on a score sheet and, you know, back to Bobby doing his little flicks and, you know, just being his um, his little quirky self. He's I think he's our most quirkiest footballer, by the way.
3: Very much so, Um Bobby is a um, is a passion player. He mm. feeds on passion. He needs he needs the crowd. He needs the audience. He needs the theatre, um, and he thrives on that. And think- calling
2: him needy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: calling him Oscar worthy, maybe. So okay. um, yeah. So um, <laughs> I think this season again, he's he's had a yeah, I know he went to the Copper America and uh, he's he's not really had a pre season as such and he's not really had as much time off as perhaps some of the other guys have. Um but I think we'll see a different Bobby this season. Uh I think he knows as well as anybody he's he's not performed at the levels that he's capable of. He knows as a player there in Jota now who's gonna be, you know, taking his starting berth as as was shown today um but obviously bobby wasn't never going to stop today um but going forward this is what we need we need competition for places because that only really improves the performances of all the, all those players and hopefully now that will spur bobby on to, to get back to what he used to be we you know he was he was the glue of the team wasn't he he was the one he was pivotal in what we, you know, in the way we played, and that he—he he was that focal point. He was—he was—he was, he was, he was our—he was like our magician up top, wasn't he? he? He was just a magical player, like you say, the flicks and the tricks—they're all coming out. And those flicks and tricks you want to see around the penalty area, because it's those flicks and tricks that create something out of nothing, especially when you're playing against teams that are defending deep, and you've got to have something different in in your armory to to unlock these sides. So having a Bobby Firmino back on form, who I'm not gonna lie, is my favourite Liverpool player um over the last few seasons. Um, you know I vowed you just I can... like his
2: dress sense, admit it, admit it.
3: <laughs> well, you know that's just a side point there, Nina. But it, it's a very valid and valuable point you make there. <laughs> um, you know, but Bobby does have impeccable taste when it comes to clothes. I'm not going to lie; he, um, I, I, I need to find out where he's shopping. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I say, we, having a uh, Bobby uh, firing on all cylinders, it can only benefit benefit
2: us over the whole season absolutely and and Andy I'm going to come to you and you know um you know I'd like to hear your situation on Roberto Firmino you know because he's he's a player now and he's been here for quite some time and how do you think Jürgen Klopp kind of manages him I mean like will, is he is he gonna see more starts from him is he gonna be more of a player that kind of features off the bench um you know, because I felt like when he came on, he, he really had a point to prove. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how Klopp manages his minutes and where his psyche is best in the game as well. And um, yeah, I want to get your thoughts on this.
4: I'm going to say it. If he felt like he had a point to prove and that's his response to it, then. He proved then it. I want to see more of that. <laughs> I want to see more of that. I mean, Bobby, look, Bobby was a player who unquestionably would start every game. You know, mm. if he was fit, he would start. And it would just without question. He was so integral to our team, and I do feel like his influence has waned over the last probably two seasons.
6: Mm.
4: And and it and it's it it's a you know it's it's difficult to say because I I love him as much yeah. as anyone, and you know that I mean he's yeah. I was delighted when we signed him from Hoffenheim. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at that point. That was the stage where we were at at the time when we signed him. I was surprised that we were able to sign Bobby Firmino from from Hoffenheim when we got him. Yeah. Um, such, such was his reputation and such was where we were at that point. And that was pre-Club. And the way that the club has gone and the way that Bobby has gone He's been, you know, he he should always be remembered absolutely fondly, you know, when when his time at Liverpool is done, for the influence he's had and and the part he's played in our success under under Jurgen Klopp. But I do kind of feel that, yeah, we we have now seen the best of of um, Bobby Firmino, and he is sadly on that that downwards yeah. trend. Uh, and you know, that that's not to say that it has to, you know, that means that's it he's finished, it might be just means that, you know, rather than him playing every single game or, you know, eight games out of ten, that
2: can fresh he, he
4: Yeah, he, he can play sort of three games out of five or something like that. You know, he's he's still playing. He's still a regular member of the squad. But maybe, like you said, maybe he feels like he has a point to prove a little bit more often, you know, to feel like, you know, hey, you think you, this team has moved past me. Let me show. Let me show you that they haven't. Let me show you that I've still got it. I can still do this, uh, and I've got to say I actually I quite like um, Jota in the nine. I, I wasn't quite so sure at first, but he does bring the the aggression that um, that Bobby brings. Obviously, he doesn't have the subtleties and the movement that Bobby has, but I do think he brings a little bit more of a goal threat than Bobby, a direct goal threat, and I do think Jota kind of really sort of feeds off scoring them goals and being involved in goal situations as well. So it's a great situation for us, you know, to have, if we've got four players vying for three positions uh, and we've got to say, look, without a shadow of a doubt, you know, Mo Salah is absolutely nailed on. If he's fit, if he's okay, unless we need to rotate, he's playing because he's phenomenal. But to have, you know, to have those options available, to be able to move them around, If we've got Jota fit and available for for the vast majority of the season and we've got Bobby Firmino fit, firing and absolutely up for it for the vast majority of the season, then that is good for both of them players, the competition that will drive them on to succeed. And it's great for Liverpool Football Club because being able to move things around and do different things and, and actually have some options to bring off the bench to change the game when we need to, or even just to just to keep that pressure on an opponent, that that's the the things that we were missing last season when we were really really struggling with injuries. Uh, and going forward, if we're going to be successful, we're going to need to be able to change things around. So the more the merrier in, in my book, and I really really hope that the Bobby we seen today, the Jota that I that I saw anyway, the sharpness that I saw from Jota today i I hope that's a sign of things to come for the rest of the season,
2: absolutely, and um, it'll be very interesting to see what Bobby Firmino you know, and how he's featured, but if he you know is an um, absolute threat like that, you know um more power to him and um I'm quite happy to see you know a threatening jotter that scores, but you know he's done his job, and then the one that comes on has a point to prove as well, you know, happy days indeed, guys, before I go, we've gotta talk about more Salah. We have to. Um, uh, you know, I think he just broke an absolute record today. You know, uh, five consecutive goals an open day of the season. Um, also killing the narrative that he's selfish. He got two assists as well. I mean, this guy, uh, Cam, I'll come to you. This, uh, this guy, he he's, he's going to go down as an all-time great.
3: He's, he's a Liverpool legend already, isn't he? Mm. Um, you know, he's... His goal involvement return uh per ninety per game is exceptional you know he's he's not far off uh, a goal involvement every game um i think he's just he's probably on about ninety five minutes hundred minutes something like that hundred and five minutes whatever it is it's just it's just phenomenal um he's a, he's become a truly world class player um since the day he signed, really, you know, he's he, he's he's got so much to his game. He's a he's ultimately our most creative player. He's our most creative outlet. And um, you're right, you know, two assists, one whether it was meant or not is is irrelevant. It, it goes down as an assist. He he went for a, an assist to try and get all four on the score sheet when it, when it would have been easier, I think, for him to score at the end um and um you know that, yeah, that was the point really when he should have been greedy because the pass wasn't really on to Sadio at the end there it, it would have probably been easier to score actually than to find Sadio um so um it, it was just a, a a really good performance from him all round you know um he looks sharp he, he 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 looks happy you know you, you one thing you can say about our players our squad is generally players look happy they don't look you know grumpy like they don't want to be there they they they're, they're they're there for the shirt they really are genuinely there for the shirt you know and um, mm. that, and that's a fantastic place to be in as a football club as a whole so um no, it was a great performance from um, from Mo today.
2: Yeah, and hopefully he's the one that follows suit and signs that contract as well. You know, because that in itself is positivity. The fact that you know these these quality players have obviously been told something that makes them want to stick around and you know commit to their long term futures. Andy, t- talk to me about Mo Salah. I mean, incredible! Uh, what a way to kick off the season. You know, start as you mean to go on. Go on then. I know you want to say something about him. He's just incredible, and I love the fact that people find it really hard to compliment him. Sorry, I opposition fans, opposition, you know, pun him. Just in general, it really hurts them.
4: Well, he's only he's a one season wonder, isn't he?
2: Five years I'm, later, I'm really, it's
4: just it's, it's just a question of which season that he's a wonder.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, he's a he's a one season wonder. Then he's a one season wonder, and he's a one season wonder. I mean, four years in a row, one season wonder. There must be an award for that. Um, <clears throat> he, he's a phenomenal footballer. He, he's a just such a brilliant player. Um, I, I at times even I've been guilty of it of, of perhaps underappreciating just how good he is and how important he is to us. Um, he's he just tremendous footballer, and again, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I read that he'd scored 125 goals for Liverpool uh, before today in all competitions in his first four seasons. You know, so to add another one to that, plus all the assists, he just—he's just incredible. He just keeps doing it, and yet the first one, okay, he didn't mean that. Who cares? The second one, he absolutely did mean that. And that was a nice setup. And then for him to get his goal, the smile on his face, a smile in Mo If you, there must be something wrong with you if that doesn't warm the cockles of your heart because it's a beautiful sight. Uh, nice,
1: really nice for him to. St-
4: when Harvey Elliott was on the pitch, and he was trying to get involved, and he was trying to do things. Bobby Firmino were trying to make things happen for Harvey Elliott, you know. Not, not you know where they perhaps could have done something themselves or changed and 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 done a, you know, made a different choice. They were trying to get Harvey Elliott involved in in the play, and and something you mentioned, you know, that this whole narrative, this garbage narrative that he's that he's somehow selfish, you know, that that again just adds to it that. This guy is just as much a part of this squad and the fantastic spirit that we have within it as anybody else. Have people you know he's, his he's reaction a, he's,
2: when Alison scored last season. Did anyone see him? You think he <laughs> yeah. scored? I'm sorry, that yeah, just you know everything. That's all you need to know about the guy. Just his reaction yeah. to that.
4: That that's it. Look, he he he's a joyous player to watch, and I and I'm sure that he isn't is in, as loved in that dressing room as he is by us. Um, he's a big, big part of it, and you can see that he loves being a part of it, and that's something as well. And I, and I don't want to steal your thunder here, but you know, we are waxing lyrical about Moussa. Absolutely right, we should do Be- because not just today, but you know, for, for all the time at Liverpool, tremendous uh, footballer, brilliant. But uh, you mentioned Alisson, and Lubo mentioned it as well, is Allison? before we forget, Allison deserves a bit of credit today as well, because yes. again, he was another player that looked sharp, he made that save after, I think it was about 20 minutes in, Norwich had a good opening 20 mm-hmm. minutes, he made yes. that save, whether or not it might have been inches offside, when they've gone to VAR, who knows, he still made that save, second yes. half, keeping the clean sheet, the game was won, but keeping that clean sheet, yes. he made a really good save, and he, and that, also in that second half, from the edge of his box, he kicks it right through to Jota, and he not just boots it up the pitch; he passes it to the almost the edge of the Norwich box, and it turns defence into attack like that. And it's like mm-hmm. that's Allison. Allison is on it. So Allison, you can add to the name of the players who look sharp today. So yeah, it's it's nice to be to be feeling positive like this, it's nice to be saying lovely things about all these players that we adore so much.
2: Absolutely. And again, he was another player that, you know, um, uh, had a really, really difficult last season as well for personal reasons as well. And then obviously, you know, like it affected his game because he's human and these things happen. And, uh, you know, it was today I I thought he was really sharp and, you know, I'm delighted that he'll be sticking around as well, uh, guys. And Cam, gags there cam uh y- your thoughts on alison today because i think you know clean sheets I-, I think i heard your your you guys on the ai pod one saying that you know the defense and the goalkeepers celebrate clean sheets like attackers celebrate goals basically you've done your job
3: exactly that is that is their job ultimately mm. um it's i mean they're probably on clean sheet bonuses as well Don't be surprised, you know, there's a a monetary factor there that drives them on as well. I mean, uh, the sign of a a great goalkeeper is a a keeper who who makes a great save in the depths of the match, keeps their concentration, doesn't switch off, and we know Alisson is probably, in my opinion, is the best goalkeeper in the world. Others will say Black," but, you know, it's a toss-up between the two. Um, I'm just glad we've got Alisson because uh, I think he he totally fits in with the way that the club wants the the game of football to be played whereas i, I don't think O'Black would, would quite uh, fit our style so i think we've got the best goalkeeper in the world for us to be able to play the best football that we want to play um wow. he's a, he's just a he's just a phenomenal keeper he's a like you said yeah he, he had a tough time last year um um Last season, sorry, with with the passing of his dad, um, in the circumstances that it happened as well, yeah. and and um, you know he he got a lot of support from a lot of different football clubs, and that shows the measure of the guy as well in how much he's respected around the football community and how much they they appreciate him as a football player as a, and a, and as a human being. So um, yeah, it's great that um, he he he. he he did his job today. Um, he he was he's he's always looking for that quick break. You know we uh, we saw w- what it can do when um, uh, he provided um, Mo Salah with the assist against Man United uh, in Jose Mourinho's last game for for United. So um, it, yeah, it, it, we're just lucky to have him. You know, I mean um, the film money well spent, as they say.
2: He's a quad goalkeeper, and you're absolutely spot on, Cam, because I think he suits our football and how we play. You know, it's, it's about, um, a, you know, a setup, and he fits perfectly. Guys, we have come to the end of the pod, and you know what? We have been on a positive vibe today. I'm going to go to Man of the Match shouts. And Andy, I'll come to you first. Who's your Man of the Match?
4: I've got to be totally boring and say Mo Salah without a shadow of a doubt
2: not boring it's not boring you know uh it, it's just I, I guess you could call it boring because he is that good and you're just like yeah it's just more again on that aspect yeah it's boring but yet yeah, more great shot what about you Cam who's your man of the match
3: I actually thought Sadio had a better game overall but you just can't take away from what mm. what Mo did in with the end product ultimately so um yeah, I'm I'm guess I'm gonna have to be boring as well and give it to the goal and two assists to the king of Egypt.
2: I love it. And you know what? This panel is the equivalent of ready salted crisp because I'm gonna follow suit and I'm gonna say Mosala as well because of obviously the two assists and the goal. And I thought all I thought all the attackers looked really good today and obviously shout out to the likes of Matip who a lot of the people who've listened and you know I think Nigel shouted out as well, um, playing really well. You know, some players look really good, well and, uh, you know, Naby Keita as well. You know, there was lots of positivity, but you can't look past more Salah. And um, it's just great to see you guys. We've come to the end of the pod now. Thank you so much for everyone that called in. We really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone that joined us live. Andy and Cam, before I let you go, um, can you let people know where they can find you on Twitter? And if you've got anything you'd like to plug, um, now is your chance so uh cam i'll come to you first um
3: i am sort of back on twitter now um sure. you can find me at cambranchy uh that's k a m b r a i n c h y and uh plug the latest uh a i pod uh Spexy beast um always good fun um hopefully uh going forward we should be getting that pod out now weekly um, might not always be um, the main trio um, uh, but certainly be coming out definitely uh, weekly where more effort is being made into that so there you go
2: think a lot of people will be absolutely delighted with that and um it's a great pod and Cam you're you're always good value for that and you kind of um entertained us on this pod. Uh, you kind of stole it with you know your MIA actions and stuff and then <laughs> making an absolute fool of yourself. I love you, don't ever change.
4: <laughs> and
2: Andy, what about yourself? Um where can people find you more on Twitter and is there anything you'd like to plug my friend?
4: I not really not really got anything to plug so, so yes, go ahead. Go out there. Go check the check out the uh, the AI pod, and and obviously get yourself onto AI Pro if you're not there already. So so much tremendous content on both sides. Uh, but if you want to catch me online, I am at Andy Armchair on Twitter
2: wonderful. Give both of these gents a follow. They are incredible. Um, It's great to kind of enrich your uh, timeline with um, great, great opinions. And these two guys certainly provide it, as do all my panel on this show. I don't have riffraff on my show. I just have, you know, it's just me. Um, Guys, thanks so much for listening. Take care. I hope you enjoy your weekend. Till next time, take care. Enjoy Match of the Day and up the reds.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel